grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. So I wanted to come back and kind of revisit this, um, the great deception that I spoke about in the previous episode. I think I spoke about it in two episodes, which was um, the return of Nimrod, but really um, the great deception, right? So when you're talking about the great deception, you're talking about um, the hidden or what's been hidden from man's eyes or men have been led astray from following the word of God. But the Antichrist arrival is upon us and the clone rebirth of Nimrod, who also goes by so many names. I have a list here of all the different names that Nimrod has um or that spirit, it's really a spirit, but it manifests over and over and over and over again um, in many different nations and, and um, times in, in history. So he is also known as Gilgamesh from the Epic of Gilgamesh or the Gilgamesh Epic, Marduk, Bel, B-E-L, Baal, um, who we'll talk about extensively because um, that's the one we're really going to focus on as a main title of him. Eris, Barchus, Dionysus, Hephaestus, Hermes, he's known as Pluto, Hades, Osiris, Mars, Cupid, Zeus, Nebo, Saturn, Jupiter. Um, he is known as St. Valentine Dagon, the fish god. He is known as Tammuz. He is known as Molech. He is known as um, Belus. He is known as Odin. He is known as Mercury. He is known as Neptune. You know, I mean, he has a thousand names. Poseidon, the god. Kronos, he's known as. Abir, A-B-I-R, he's known as. And so, um, when you're talking about him, you know, you could you could pick anyone that you want. But today we're going to specifically talk about um, Baal. So, and this all has to do with, again, the rebirth. So, the gates of Baal, okay, if you don't know, but in scripture, and when you're talking about Gail, Baal, there was a temple of Baal. And leading up to the temple of Baal, you would have to go through an ark or a passageway. And this was literally the gateway that led you to Baal's temple. So the gates of Baal now, the the replica of these gates, the replica of the gates of Baal are now being, well, they have already been built. They have already been built, rebuilt and erected. Not the whole temple of Baal, but the ark that leads to the gate. It's a gateway. Okay, two gateways have been built and erected in New York City. The one in New York City uh, was on a Monday, September, I want to say 16th, September 19th, 2016. And on a rainy afternoon, they ushered in or they um, unveiled the ark. Okay, now they're calling it something else. They're calling it like something that the Assyrians killed or the Syrians, the Syrians um, destroyed that was part of a Roman something and they have a name for it and all that. But really, in all, in all honesty, they have just changed the name of it and it's truly just the Ark um, um, of Baal as the gateway. So why would, you, why would you be doing this? You know, why would you be erecting um, those type of Babylonian inspired or styled, especially knowing what is attributed to and the history behind it and that it led to the Temple of Baal. Now, not only is Baal a demon, but he's like one of the top most, he's like, um, I guess out of all the characters, all the, the spirit heads came into, Baal um, was pretty much considered like an enemy to Israel and Israel's God. So 
in the Old Testament, all you'll really see is the children of Israel who were a nation that knew God, was founded by God and on his word, you know, but in their prosperity, um, they, I guess they got comfortable and too lax and strayed away from the world, word of God. So the people then turned away from God and his foundation and began to turn to the God Baal, you know, and that's where what you'll see time and time in the Old Testament, even up until this day, because it was all um, Nimrod, who was, the, who was the one world, um, who was the first one world ruler, who was the first person to establish a one world empire, where he was solely the um, tyrant king, where he had all the people of the world um, worshiping him as not only just a king, but as a deity, and had them by tyranny force them to turn away from God, to worship the sun, the moon, the stars, and of course to build this um, tower, which the tower was the first of many um, towers he built because there were ziggurats even before there were pyramids, okay? And if you're talking about um, Nimrod again in Egypt, we're talking about Osiris and we're talking about Tammuz, and we're going to talk about that a little later as well. So now what you have to understand with this is just that pretty much it's like he is or Baal represents the, um, I guess you could say, the ultimate um, anti-God. You know, so it's either the children of Israel in the Old Testament was either with God, doing right or whatever, and under his blessings, or and being warned to stay that way so they could be safe and not run after um, pagan stuff, but or they were running straight towards Baal and all these pagan um, societies and, and cultures and, 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 and immoral behaviors that all these um, non-Israelite people were um, participating in. So... They began to offer up their children as sacrifices on the altars of Baal, okay? And this is still going on to this day. It doesn't have to necessarily be the actual ritual sacrifice or sacrificing them for fame and fortune um, in the industry. It doesn't matter. Like, they're still doing this. And they called what was good, um, what was evil good, and what was good evil, which I spoke about in a previous episode. So they drove God pretty much out of their government, out of their culture, if there were schools at the time, out of their schools, out of their lives, and definitely away from their children. And they did all this while worshiping or in the name of Baal. So this just increased um, a lot of immortality. And pretty much if you're looking at what I was talking about in the first episode was the spirit that has just um, come upon mankind. Uh, it's a mysterious spirit at work in the world today. Um, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7 calls it the mystery of iniquity. And as we know, the word mystery means something that's secret or hidden. Something that's not easily accessible to plain sight. So this is what they're doing. Now, I wanted to pull out something else that they're doing here at NYC. I think they already took it away. But you should know about, um, I guess you could say, Molech and the, and the, and the molten calf. And that was erected here in NYC, too, for a brief period of time. And they tried to sell it as, um... Now, it says here... Oh, my gosh, I just came up across an article that says the archaeologists unearthed the golden calf in Israel. And this was a New York Times article. So I've been trying to tell people this anyway. I've been trying to tell people that the Ark of the Covenant, which was um, hidden in Ethiopia, that the church that was hiding it and and the... the, um, family that was watching it, which was of the tribe of Levi from the, I think the family of Kohath or whatever, just like the Bible say, they were in charge of always just keeping guard over it. The government broke in in the night and they took it and the people over there are sick. But, um, now they said that they felt that they found the golden calf over here. I mean, this is all what Raiders of the Lost Ark. What do you think Raiders of the Lost Ark is about? What do you think they keep digging in this earth looking for all the time? You know, they, they, they're going to find it before you do. And when they found Nimrod's, um, Nimrod's 
tomb and all that. And I told you that the the people, the archaeologists of the country, which I believe it was in Egypt, because Nimrod was born in Egypt. That's what people don't know. He was born in Egypt, and I think they found his body somewhere in the split, in between the split of two rivers, which is where they uh, um found from a hidden like in text they decoded it and then when they went to go look they did discover it now they did all the dirty work but who comes in uh which is like the american government or the government of the people the leaders of the world you know they're like oh thank thanks we're going to take it over and the military um uh what do you call it people who saw or witnesses who were in the military said that they specifically know that they did take take dna they they couldn't say what happened after that but they said that they did take dna so we know that um they are they are you know science has been working very hard lately to just be able to reproduce and do things i say time and time again that they are reproducing and recloning dead dogs in china as we speak you can google it they don't do it in this country, and there's lots of people who, from all over the world who love their dogs who passed away and who have money and, or, or just saved up the money who would have always loved if that could have possibly been done. So it's the same thing as Walt Disney who froze his head. I mean, you know, you guys have to understand, there are some people that understand, especially when they're on top, just where, where they have been headed for a long time and what they've been trying to do. Now, all these researches and studies and stuff um, that they do, like cloning Dolly the sheep, that was the first one, and then now they can clone dogs. You have to, at the end of the day, it's a mammal. That's why Dolly the sheep was so big. It was a mammal. Period. Okay. So you had a mammal that you could clone. You think they was just going to stop there? I mean, they tried to clone everything under the sun. I'm telling you, it's immoral and it's unethical. We know that. But they would do it. You think they would tell us that they were doing something like that? How would you look at them if they admitted to you that they were doing something like that? But then you'd have to ask yourself, why would they keep on being obsessed with that? What are you trying to get at the end result? Why would you be so fascinated as to what you can recreate and what you can't recreate? And during the um, times of Noah, they were doing the same thing, the giants. They had that uh, wicked technology or that, that wicked knowledge from the fallen. So they were also trying. They've been trying to do this for a long time. The flood came and wiped them out because most of the things that was walking around on the earth, not only were they sinning, but their genes had been corrupted through um, this thing. And you, if you look up transhumanism, you'll see that they're really trying to get into this, um, trying to make um, everybody their own kind of... I guess you could say like a robotic version of themselves where like memory is on a chip or a card and you could like easily take the memory or, and put it on a chip and download it into somebody else and now they have the memory. Yeah, look it up. You know, a lot of this stuff first was being used, I guess, for like military stuff, but not, not only for that, it's for other things. So back to Baal though. So there had this calf that they erected, which was um, obviously a representation of the... Um, golden calf now as we know god informed moses that he had uh tried the israelites in his absence and that they had failed him by worshiping the golden calf so returning to the israelites in um in a, in a haste because he knew great danger was at hand for them moses asked aaron why he had not stopped the israelites when he had seen them um worshiping the golden calf so you know aaron starts going into this whole nonsense but he was the one that told them um to to um He's the one that told them to burn down their, their gold or give him all their gold so he could melt it down so that they could do that. So, you know, the golden calf, though, was an idol. And idol worship is um, prohibited in the Ten Commandments. You know, so you're not supposed to have any graven images about anything, not even the so-called white Jesus that's walking around, whether he's white or not. You're not supposed to do that, you know. So then you're going to turn around and worship it. So he went up to Mount Sinai, <laughs> and bull worship, you should know, was common in many cultures. That's what I'm saying. Like, bull worship, period, is, or worship of animals or trees or rocks, like Hinduism or something, or the, or how people think, like, a cow is sacred and these things or whatever. It's still wrong, you know what I'm saying? It's more almost an abominable to God. So in Egypt, <clears throat> um, the Hebrews, 
the Hebrews had um come. There was an apis bull, okay, there that was there. So anyway, going back to this bull, they erected it here in NYC, and I just wanted to read um what they had called it. They called it until they put this golden calf or bronze calf or whatever. It's still the same thing. It's huge. It's it's super big. I mean, it's probably either as big as a regular bull or like two times bigger. Maybe not. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. And it says fearless girl. Um, it says fearless girl is leaving charging bull moving to a new home so fearless girl was this, it was like a setup um by an artist and it was supposedly how they spin it because satan always tells lies is that they were trying to say well um young women and, and you know being that they had put it in a financial district by near wall street they were trying to say that this is the bull of wall street to try to um, talk about how you know there's glass ceilings for young girls so to speak and that um when you have the little girl standing there bravely in front of the bull that's clearly charging at her i mean like if you look at it, it looks very angry, it looks hungry, and it's coming for this little girl, you know, but they're trying to say, well, yeah, and the little girl's defiant, and, 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 and yeah, 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 that's what it's supposed to represent and all that, but you got to understand, symbolism is symbolism, and the golden gaff has never symbolized anything about Wall Street, it never has, you know, since the beginning of time, it has symbolized um, bull worship, okay, so automatically it's bull worship, the little girl's not running from it, so she's kind of still bull worshiping it, where are all the other people around, there's nobody there, and the, the, the bull is charging at the girl, or the molten calf or whatever is charging at the girl, because it's going to eat her, why, because it's supposed to symbolize um, the bail, and the um, taking your children to either walk through the fire, or are just offering your children up as sacrifice up to him, Okay, so at the end of the day, it's something that's very disturbing. Now, people who are woke and who who have ears, like God says, if you have if you have ears, let um, those who have ears let them hear, and those who have eyes let them see. Well, those who had eyes to see were up in arms, and of course, like you know, started breaking down and making people aware. But other people, like I said, are too worldly. The Bible is very clear that it's not a lot of people that's going to be able to see. It's not because He doesn't want them to. It's because of the hardness of the heart and the way that they feel toward Him. It's very hard for the Holy Spirit to work in that kind of environment. So. You know, that's two things that went on here. But in this article, it said that they was leaving, which was um just April 19th, earlier this spring. They said they were said that they were taking it and they were moving it somewhere else. So it says the fearless girl is moving. The popular statue is done staring down the charging bull. Um, the Broadway, the on Broadway and will take a stand in front of the New York Stock and Change, Mayor de Blasio and State Global Advisors. Um, the firm, see, State State Street Global Advisors, the firm commissioned that the statute Thursday. Okay, so, yeah, that's it. Okay, it says, created by sculptor Kristen Visball, Fearless Girl was originally installed on Wall Street on the eve of International Women's Day 2017, accompanied by a call on the companies in which State Street Global Advisors invests to increase the number of women on their corporate boards. Okay, so this is why, you know, they say it. So then they say tourists were coming to take a picture of the Fearless Girl. Now, the girl just standing there is one thing, but I swear that, you know, people just miss the complete point because if you look at it from the other way and i'm going to take this picture and i'm going to put it up um on my page because i do want to because if you go to my page which is um the prisoner of the lord on ig i have a lot of stuff that if it is also thought-provoking i also put up updates for episodes and stuff so you could just check that out there but yeah that's what they did there and then of course there was this article that i found with um with the um, Temple of Baal being erected. Now, when I come back, because I'm going to take a short break, I'm going to talk about an article that I found by Rob, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, who warns America on the Temple of Baal. Okay, and um, 
he said is he what he's pretty much going to speak it out against a replica of the entrance to the temple of Baal, which was and not only in New York City, you know, but it's a harbinger. And not only that, they, they said that um, before the children of Israel, like in the mystery of the loss of the children of Israel, and they're being scattered about. They said there was about nine so-called harbingers and, and that were signs that happened or happened or and, and one of them was the erection of the actual tower of, of, of Baal and this ark so now that they said there's this is probably like the third or fourth of nine so there's a good chance that there's just a bunch of symbols that they're just putting out but I pretty much feel like why would you put them in the two I guess you could say I don't want to say the greatest nations because I don't feel America is the greatest nation but I just mean like if you want to talk about like not poor or, or still oppressing other nations like America's big brother and then you have the UK the United Kingdom or the, or the England or the Queen why would you put them in these two places? So I'm going to take a break. When I come back, we'll uh, discuss that. See you in a few, guys. Okay, I am back. And before I get into the article by the rabbi, I just wanted to just to, just to bring home the point of um the way the Lord feels about Baal. Uh, I, just, I got a few scriptures here that I just want to share. So Baal worship um, in the Bible. So here we go with Numbers chapter 25, verse 3 to 5. That's Numbers 25, verses 3 to 5. So Israel joined themselves to Baal of Peor, and the Lord was angry against Israel. The Lord said to Moses, take all the leaders of the people and execute them in broad daylight before the Lord, so that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. So Moses said to the judges of Israel, Each of you say, each of you slay his men who have joined themselves to Baal of Peor. Okay? Numbers 22 and 41. Then it came about in the morning that Balak took Balaam and brought him up to the high places of Baal, and he saw from there a portion of the people. Deuteronomy 4 and 3, your eyes have seen what the Lord has done in the case of Baal Peor for all the people and all the men followed who followed of um, and all the people who followed after Baal Peor. The Lord your God has destroyed them from among you. Psalm 106 verse 28, they joined themselves also to Baal Peor and ate sacrifices to the dead. Hosea 9 and 10. I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your forefathers as the earliest fruit on the fig tree in its first season. But they came to Baal Peor and devoted themselves to shame. And they became as detestable as that which they love. That's why I used to say, uh, it's like what I used to tell people in my life, right? you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like you become, you're starting to become like the beep that you've been around. The sugar honey iced tea. I bet, like, yeah, you're starting to, starting to become sound and look like the ish that you started to be around, you know, because it's only a matter of time before you either rub off on, on them or they rub off on you. Judges 2, verses 11 through 14. And they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. Black Egyptians, black Egyptians, pay attention. Egypt is not good. And they followed other gods, little g. From among the gods, little g, of the people who were around them, and bowed themselves down to them. Thus they provoked the Lord to anger. So they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. Then the sons of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. See? 
they did evil on the side of the Lord and they served Baal. Now it says the anger of the Lord burned against Israel and he gave them into the hands of the plunderers who plundered them and he sold them into the hands of the enemies around them so they could no longer stand before their enemies. This is what happened. This is a reoccurring theme in the Old Testament. When they were on the good, good, did the good graces, they were a, a nation that thrived and didn't want for anything. Most admired, most adored, most envied, most hated, most loved, most respected, most feared nation on the earth. You've never, to this day, you've never, Egyptian dynasty. Who want that? That was nothing compared to the nation of Israel. Golly, you want to talk about in his glory and his splendor when they had great leaders on top who obeyed the Lord and good people who actually listened. But then the spirit of Nimrod is always on this earth. It's a, it's a dark spirit. The, the Bible is very clear that the prince of darkness rules this earth. So that spirit is always coming around. And because that spirit is always going to have to always be around, in order, especially for these end days to produce the Antichrist that must come. That's the thing. The Antichrist have to come in order for Yeshua to come back. So you cannot have one without the other. You can't just come back because that's not how it goes. It gotta, things got to play out now. You know, it's not like a do-over. Yeah, we would love to get a do-over from the God, and that would have been great. But it's kind of like things got to play out now. And, and everybody almost got a bigger choice to do or make a choice to be on the, on God's side or be on Bell's side. You don't, you don't even need to, have to understand or believe that you're on Bell's side. But once you're not on the Lord's side, once you have a love of this world, you don't love God. Because the love of this world is to hate God. The Bible is very clear about that. This world, ain't nothing really nice about it. There's good things like family, friends. You know, um, obviously God is here, which makes it great. You know what I mean? Here as far as like in your heart and he lets us know what's going on. So there's comforting. You know what I'm saying? We have the Holy Spirit and stuff. But I mean, as far as the pain and the suffering and people dying, the hurt, you know, the the way that morals are just going out the door lately. I mean, married people are going online cheating with other married people on, on websites that are catered to specifically help married people cheat on other people. Um, kids are very rampant in this LGBT thing. You know, that's going to be taken over very seriously later. Like, this world is really getting out of hand. I mean, Western world, America, definitely. But it just seems like people seem to follow what we do, and everybody wants to come here. And it's just like, it's the same, it's just crazy what's going on here and there's nothing godly about it there's not one godly nation on this planet that's standing so judges three and seven the sons of israel did what was evil in the sight of the lord and forgot the lord their god and served bills and the asherah that's another one he said it again so it says here, but Josh, um, but Joash said to all who stood against him, will you contend for Baal or will you deliver him? Whoever will plead for him shall be put to death by mourning because you're, 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 you're literally rooting going for with the Antichrist. That's to, to be with Baal, to be with the Antichrist. Um, Baal and Molech and all these connotations that Nimrod is um, usually, uh, especially Osiris, which is the God of the dead and Zeus and all these people. These people are dark people. These people are always wicked people. You know, they was never nothing nice. So once you made that choice, that's why by the time God makes his judgment, which is going to be on the day of judgment, his, just, his judgment will be just, true, and fair. Because they said that uh, the, the angels will not sound the trumpets on the four corners of this earth, okay? They will not sound the trumpets on the four corners of this earth until the gospel has been preached to all inhabitants of the earth from every single generation because there's still people who live in remote locations like the Amazon who don't have radios or their governments um, have literally um, banned the word of God or the Bible in there. You know, you, you get killed. There's some people literally, literally still to this day dying for the cause. You know, while some of us is just ashamed to not die, not me, but you know, they have many people here in this country just ashamed to just simply say, I love God aloud here because of just a simple ridicule they're going to get. Well, you got people who's getting their churches bombs or their, or their or meetings bombs or their, you know, killed. 
stoned to death or worse because they have been caught um, listening or trying to get uh, the word of God, which is truth and light. So the end of times is coming, but just know that by the time, it, you know, he, he does make the decision, you, you to my left or you to my right, you to the eternal lake of fire, you into um, uh, eternal paradise, peace, calm, comfort, and, and no more pain, no more crying, no more suffering. That that judgment is just, you know, there's not anything, and it's all according to your work. Can't nobody do anything, and can't people can pray for each other now, and prayer does preserve things, and, and some people are like, don't pray at all. They they have um a covering on them that they probably shouldn't even really deserve it because they have a good strong praying grandma or mom or wife or sister or somebody or friend or somebody and that's what it is. But if that person goes and then you don't really have a strong prayer person, not necessarily a prayer partner, but somebody in your life, then you know that's different. Especially if you don't find God on your own, and then now you just you know some people just like really don't understand how much people are praying for them, you know, and keeping them there. As a matter of fact, one of the um most interesting thing about the rapture that's to come. Before the great tribulation that's going to be here, that's mentioned in Revelation, is that you're going to see that there's going to be, um, he's going to take up or, or or he's going to spare the people who have the mark of him on him. Mark of him is mark of God. They won't get tormented. And many will be taken up or raptured away. And you'll see that it's after these people are either raptured up or put to the side. Is like you're going to see that's when the world is going to get hit the worst. And the reason for that is because, like the Lord said, we are the salt of the earth. We preserve the earth. So God's people with their light and their praying and their um, positive energy and just ushering in the Holy Spirit and all that, all that that we do in each generation, no matter how many, there's always, there's always us there in each generation. He keeps the soldier in the army. So when we're here praying and doing all of that, we actually prevent a lot of things from happening even though a lot of things still do happen you know what i'm saying because this is like a yin yang world it's a world of duality but once we out of there and that's nothing left there's no salt in there there's nothing there because you know salt preserves food you know that and it does a lot of things it heals it cleans it does a lot of things you know what i mean so once you remove that salt you know what i'm saying put it up and out the way you ain't got nothing but a bunch of stuff that's gonna rot now and go to waste and not be not heal and not clean or nothing like that it's just gonna be like the filth that it is so Then First uh, Samuel 12 and 10, they cried out to the Lord and said, we have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. But now deliver us from the hands of our enemies and we will serve you. You know, so it's a choice you have to make at the end day. You know, nobody's going to twist your arm. You can't nobody get salvation for you. You can't, you can't. Nobody can do that for you. Your mom can't pray your salvation on you. Your dad can't. Your granny can't. Can't nobody do it. And at the judgment, it's very clear that there will be no no praying or interceding for anyone. So while you have your mom or your granddad or your dad or whoever is a prayer person in your life, or maybe you don't have one and God is just, you know, like they said, God makes the, the sun to rise and set on even the wicked. That's how good he still is. But my point is, uh, you know, you got to, you got to. Be responsible for your own salvation. You got to care about your soul. I mean, say it to yourself if you don't think about, if you haven't already made a decision about God and you're listening to me. Say to yourself, you know, would I rather be safe than sorry? You know what I'm saying? Plus, it's a really great, you know, if you think it's a great story, it's not a story, it's real. You know, it's all real. But, you know, you hey, it's something to follow. Let me just hear it out. It's, it's better to be safe than sorry. Who wants to be burning in a eternal uh, damn lake of fire? And you're going to feel it. They say you're going to feel it forever. It's not even like it's something that you don't get used to it. It's one of those things that's just it's ridiculous. So, yeah, so as it came about soon as the, as Gideon was dead, the sons of Israel played the harlot with Baals and made um, Baal their god. This is, just, this is all over. So what you basically is like, you have to understand, like, this is one of the main nemesis. It's just this rebellious spirit. It's, a, it's just one rebellious spirit that keeps coming through. First, I feel like it came through Cain. First of all, first it came through Lucifer. Then he came down here. Once he was down here with the, with the, with the, um, 
200 that fell and then God sent the flood to kill them all dead. And then I told you those dead spirits do not go back into heaven. Not the fallen angels, their kids that they have with the women, those those offspring they had, those, the giants. Yeah, when they died, those spirits don't go received into heaven. They can never go because they were not of heaven made. They were um, abominably made on earth. So they are earth spirits. And those earth spirits are the ones that are running around here um, tormenting us to this damn day. You know, so it's very easy that to be, I want to say swayed to, into bail, but you got to understand these are spirits. This is a story, but the spirits are all led by one main spirit, which was the leader of it all, you know, and that spirit just keeps manifesting himself. As you, you, you're going to see that even Osiris um, was kind of like a regular man, but like it's something about him, I guess that the manufactured or got conjured up back in him that eventually, well, he just told the people, look, call me a God. There's a lot of people that was regular people it's kind of like the saints of the catholic church they were regular people but for some reason as soon as they die it's like saint so-and-so but the bible doesn't call them that but for some reason it's kind of like a martyrdom or some kind of like a um godlike um attribute or some kind of a i don't know if you want to say like an upgrade to like the type of uh person you're not like this regular human anymore but uh yeah that was what that is and then of course um like i said it just goes just goes on and on so it says, so he served the so he served Baal and worshipped him and provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger according to all that his father had done. And that's all he keeps about 31 verses. Referring to that. Okay, so now let's get into this article with um let's see if there's anything I want to say about um Baal. There's so much I wanted to say about him, but the return of Nimrod. You have to come back. Look at this. The bell, the gates opening. They they bringing out. They, these are all almost the, the same guys that keep remanifesting themselves as a change. Before you know, um, each time these people were born, they're probably like you remember the story of Damien. He probably is already born. Maybe he's maybe he's not coming back as a, as a, I don't know. He got to be walking around. You know, it's gonna be a political leader though. But you see how in the movie Damien, there was a little um, he was the Antichrist, right? Nobody knew that this little boy was walking around here with all this dark energy because he looked so cute and killing everything off, except for the people that was able to see. You know, so it could be the same thing there. But with the gates of Baal being here in NYC, you got to look up things like CERN. If you don't know what CERN is, you got to look up CERN to realize um, how they could open up these vortex and these portals, how there's um, plenty of gateways, how there's really 10 dimensions. A lot of people don't know there's 10 dimensions. We we're only able to see four. So the other six, oh, there's dimensions. That's why some people, when they're on psych psychedelic drugs, a lot of them are hallucinating so much as their mind has been split in such a way that they're able to see that gray area. And that's just a fact. It's just that because the rest of us who is not necessarily um, with the mind splitting or whatever or under the influence of the drug will never see it. So um, you got to understand that there is dimensions. I mean, if you want to believe in space and stuff and time and stuff, I don't believe in NASA, so to speak, because I feel like they're... Um, an agency that's just set here to just try to um, confuse us and lead us away from by God by saying things like life on other, you know, all this other stuff that we don't need to be thinking about and UFOs and things like that. I think they're just set up to kind of confuse you by saying himself. But I mean, if you're talking about there is a night sky that does exist, there are stars and stuff like that of that nature. Um, you know, there's galaxies and, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's things going up up there. So there definitely is, like, a realm that we don't know about that they could um, potentially have managed to open up through serious satanic dark powers, okay? And that's probably how they're going to get it um it here, so. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about, matter of fact, before, but I wanted to talk about this before the gates uh, giants will come through the gate. I know I saw, I had a scripture here somewhere that talked about that. It's just going to be released. Something's coming out of that gate. I don't know when, <laughs> but it's definitely there. 
Yeah, so Osiris, I think I mentioned already, was the god of the afterlife and the underworld and also the god of rebirth in ancient Egypt, you know. Israel just turned to Baal. So I'm going to go to um, Isaiah 9 and 10 to, to, to just let you know this prophecy that was um, said about this Babylonian kingdom and about the tree stumps being there. Like they cut down the tree because remember they cut down the tree, but they keep these, the people who are talking in Isaiah 9 and 10, even though Isaiah is prophesying, is basically showing their hearts or their minds. And what they're basically saying is um, their bricks have fallen down, but we will build with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will change them into cedars. Okay, so what they're basically saying is each and every time you cut it down, whether I guess it's every time he manifests or whatever the situation is, they're going to keep on going. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep on getting more moral. This is why Bale stays here. What, you, you have to understand that there's energy in this world that's kind of dark. You got to you got to even if you don't, you got to feel it. What do you think? Everybody just all of a sudden decided to change at the same time. Everybody always talks about energy. Oh, I don't want your negative, your negative energy. I, I only positive vibes only. I mean, like, are you guys just really saying that, thinking that positive vibes only come through people that are around you? You don't know that there's a source of energies and vibes. You know what I mean? That you that there's coming that you know you have to understand that that, that for some reason there's a temperature that's being turned up when it has to do with immorality and bad being called good and good being called bad and just like I just feel like I say it all the time the hell the world's going to hell in gasoline drawers. Well, it's kind of like when you're cooking spaghetti rice or any other thing. But let's talk about spaghetti right now. You got to get the water to the right temperature before you can actually maybe put the noodles in and actually get them to cook in that perfect like 10, 12, whatever minutes, however many minutes you use or whatever. So you get them al dente, so to speak, right? But you need the temperature in that pot to be. So you can't boil it in cold water. Now, if you leave noodles in cold water for a while, it's going to take a very long time. They will eventually absorb the water and get soggy. But who wants that? And that takes too long. But... That's what's going on now. The temperature has to be turned up with violence. Because when the Antichrist comes, he's supposed to be a world's uh, problem solver. As a world leader, he's also supposed to have these supernatural powers. And the whole great deception about this all is going to be that he will appear to be as the second Christ. Or the, 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 the he will be the false prophet, pretty much, the false messiah. Because he will come out and do found fire from heaven and all kinds of signs and wonders, which the Bible says do not do not marvel, because even the angel himself can turn the devil himself can turn himself into an angel of light. But that's the kind of things that's gonna be um, selling the people. From there, he's gonna go into that tyrant mode. It's gonna be like after a while, you're gonna start to realize who he is. God's people will, and they'll start to speak out and preach more about God and scream out more about loving God and and basically being for God. These people will immediately get killed. And in silence, because no more of that. This new world system, this new world government, this new world order is going to be under a different type of religion. The religion that they was under in the new world order with um, Nimrod was a, the mystery Babylon religion, which really just is the same. You see it now. I mean, like uh, the, if it's not incest, there's a lot of incest going on. There's a lot of yeah. I had a, we had a situation in the city here a few years ago. There was a young girl who um, was crying rape against three boys that was in the park. She supposedly she was walking through with her father, and then her father um, and her was approached by the three boys. The three boys supposedly pulled out a gun and told the father to leave and get out of there or they were gonna, he was going to kill. They were going to kill the girl or kill the guy. The guy, the father, starts running, looking for a cell phone because he didn't have one. He finally finds a phone, and he gets the cops to go there, and then she says, the boys raped me. Now, come to find out, and then the city was up in arms and all this stuff, and then, you know, people were angry, and politician women were crying because they didn't believe, you know, they wanted they wanted these boys' heads. But do you know what the true story ended up coming to be? That the father, well, the true story was that the boys never raped her. 
that the boys was just in the park and they heard something going on in the bushes. So they happened to go, it was nighttime, they happened to go and see what it was. Come to find out it was a father who was actually having sex with his daughter, okay? And then I guess like to um, cover the like the trailer, the, the act, oh no, she was embarrassed. She was embarrassed and she jumped up because um, one of the boys had the nerve to say, oh, well, can I get next? I understand that was her father. And then after that, she just um, kind of jumped up and was like, oh, um, you know, she was upset. So she was just like, like, I guess she felt like a piece of meat. She just was like, here, if you want to take it or something, but nobody really took it or whatever. So it just came down that when the story came back, I guess to cover the guy to cover his butt that he wasn't sleeping with his daughter. You know, they just um, conspired the story. Thank God the boys got let go. But my point is, if you want to think that incest is not real, I mean, seriously, there's um, cousins. I mean, this is this, this is a real thing. Like, if you want to talk about pedophilia, you know that's going on and child molestation. You see, LGBT is going around running around crazy. The marriage as we know it, which was like another image of God here on earth is broken and shattered like ridiculously. You know what I mean? You can't even get one man to just be at one house anymore. They're in this systematic slavery thing called the jail system. But, um, you know, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to read this article and I think I'm going to be done with this for the, for now, for this episode, because I'm not done for the day. I have other things that I want to bring up, but okay. So this rabbi, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn warns America on the temple of Baal. So well-known Messianic Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is speaking out against a replica of the entrance to the Temple of Baal placed in New York City earlier this month. Another harbinger harbinger has appeared in the land, and this one in New York City, Kahn wrote in an article published as WND. In the last days of ancient Israel, warnings, prophetic signs, and harbingers appeared in the land, foreshadowing the judgment to come. The nation ignored the harbingers and headed to destruction. Khan went on to write that Israel's rebellion against God was connected to the god Baal. Now, Rabbi Jonathan Khan was there when the replica of the entrance to the temple was unveiled. He was, and um, he says, um, Baal was the god to whom they sacrificed their children, before whom they practiced sexual immorality and called good evil and evil good. Baal was the God in whose name Israel persecuted the prophets, yes, and the righteous of their day. They did it in the name of Baal because they got seduced by that spirit. It's kind of like the spirit that's running around in this world today that's trying to um, attack and silence us. The First of all, the church, which a lot of the leaders in a lot of these churches, if you're watching the church and it's on mega TV and you're listening to them, I'm sorry, but they put that person there for a reason. You don't get millions of dollars to sit your butt on TV to give the truth about what the Bible's telling you about the word of God. You're not going to see any preacher on TV tell you that they just erected the statue of Baal or that they put in molten calves over here. You're not going to see that. That's why they're on TV to bring because they know those people is going to get to millions of people who probably don't want to go to church or go to church, but are also going to get brainwashed in, 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 in between the week listening to Peter Popoff and, 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 and getting little packets of water. You know what I'm saying? No, God only knows what you're doing to yourself. And that's how you turn around to get in the check for so well, Who's paying you, Baal? You know, you got you to gotta watch yourself. So it says... Um, According to the Gothamist, the entry the entryway unveiled in City Hall Park is a replica of the triumphal Ark of Palmar in Syria. A terrorist attack by ISIS destroyed the actual Ark last year. The Ark was the entryway to the Temple of Baal, which in time converted into a Christian church and later became an Islamic mosque. Gothamist reports. The news outlet says that the Institute for the Digital Archaeology made the replica arc as part of the Million Image Database, a joint venture between the Institute of UNECSO and United Nations Educational, 
scientific cultural and scientific cultural organization is that we hope to signal the potential for triumph of human ingenuity over violence and celebrate images from the past that reunite the cultures they represent. Now, first of all, listen to the statement. We hope to signal the potential for triumph of human ingenuity over violence and celebrate the images from the past that unite the cultures they represent. That's complete crap because it can only symbolize one thing. Everybody knows in history it was the gateway to the Tower of, I mean, the Temple of Baal. Okay, and if you know what Baal was, I just told you, it was child sacrifice is also a human sacrifice. It was a lot of killing, especially of righteous people, and um, a lot of, of the good being called bad and bad being called exactly what you see here in the Western world. As a matter of fact, there's something that says that Osiris was the god of the Westerners or whatever, which in the Western, Westerners didn't necessarily mean people of the West. In those days, when you said people of the West, it meant the, the people of the dead people, whether they were spiritually dead or they were dead for real. That's why they called him the god of the underlife. That's why he also gets named, like, like, he's also synonymous with Hades. It's not just like they're saying, oh, he's like Hades. It's when you read these stories, even though, like, every, every different culture wrote about him, it seems, and had a different version of him. But when you read these stories and you put them together, you start to realize that they're all similar and they're all the same person. I'm manifested time and time again. So... We also hope that visitors to the installations will consider the role of physical objects in defining their history and weigh carefully... And we're, and weigh carefully the question of where precisely history and heritage reside. So is that they're saying, look, we also hope that visitors to the installations will consider the role of physical objects in defining their history. Now, if I look at, see, that's what I'm doing. I'm looking at that physical object and I'm defining my history properly, though, according to the word of God and by scripture, which is saying that this is pretty much a, a harbinger, which is a sign. And not only that, it is the sign that symbol, symbolizes. And in New York City, just recently, this is just... They just did this in I think 2016, and then just in 18, they, in 17, they just put up the um the molten calf with this girl. So you have to understand after a while, even if you want to ignore the first time, the second time, you can't say that you're not. You just can't see it, you know. And even though D.C. is the capital of the United States, you got to know that New York City is the heart of it all because that's where the money's at. That's where Wall Street is. That's where everything is. So to put them there instead of D.C., you know, and then, of course, in D.C., they got all kind of obeliskers and um, phalluses, you know, them little pointed needle thingies that's supposed to represent Os Osiris lost penis that they never found or Nimrod's lost penis. Okay, they said it's hoped that the arch itself, an icon of destruction and rebirth. Hmm. See, see, they just said itself. It's an icon of destruction and rebirth. Now, when you said rebirth, they saying rebirth again. I'm trying to keep telling you all like I did in the previous episode. Something is coming back. They have to rebirth something. They have to clone it and bring it back a rebirth of what osiris was very much about being born again as a matter of fact before i before i forget let me um, read some of this stuff that i found where is it oh yep this right here so um the awakening this is about babylon so this is from the pt utterance page 512 it says lead those who are in the abyss and command the gods little g raise yourself up hasten to your spirit this next one's from the utterance, page 532. Raise yourself. Oh, Osiris, you live. You live. Raise yourself up. Okay. Then you have the PT utterance, page 577. Come, my child. Come to us. <laughs> Excuse me. Say they, the gods, little g, to you, Osiris. So the gods, all the little Gs, because he's supposed to be the god of all the gods. Even all of these, a lot of these titles that he's under is literally either the king of the death, the king of the dark world, the king of the other world, the king of the other gods. It's always something like he's the highest of the highest of the highest. So this is the other gods that are saying, come to us, you know, 
He lives because the gods have ordained that he lives. And then lastly, from the book of dead, it says, I am, this is Osiris or the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist. Don't you talk about the book of the dead? That's why I don't make those. Who would read a book called the book of the dead? I am yesterday and I am today and I have the power to be born a second time. See, rebirth. So you have to understand this is, this is the way they talk and they can talk all they want to because that was a, that was a mystery Babylon religion as well. Half truths with lies. You don't even know what the hell is true or not anymore. They be lying right in front of your face. They be telling you the truth right in front of your face. It's a symbolism of violence and rebirth. There's also a symbolism so that we hope you look at it and you can make a sound decision about your history and where you stand. You don't hear how they talking. This is like, you know, for those, if, those, if you have ears, let them hear. If you have eyes, let them see. So, um, yeah, so it says, Khan says no more who, no one who put up the arch replica or unveiled it knew no one who put up the arch replica or unveiled it knew what they were doing, but they did it anyway. What about America? If America is following in the footsteps of ancient Israel away from God, which we already know that, you know, the God of this country, this say, oh, and God we trust, the God of this country is not the God of the Bible. Not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So if America is following in the footsteps of ancient Israel away from God and to judgment, could there be a link to Baal? Yes. Okay, and then they said, of course, no one in America would admit to worshiping Bill. Who the hell would do that? It's just more shameful. They would not. It's actually more shameful to say that than to say oh, that I that you love worship God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the truth is that American culture is filled with other gods, little G's, and idols. He continued, when a civilization turns away from God like this one has, it always ends up bringing in other gods in his place. We don't just call them gods, little G. So as much as America has driven out God, the God Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one true God, out of his life and waged war against his ways because that's what it's all about, rebellion. That's why I keep saying Nimrod is back. You understand? In these final days, that temperature got to turn up. So it's going to be more rebellions going on, more rebellious attitudes. The police is even rebelling. It's, it's all kind of rebellious attitudes. Everybody, these kids is rebelling. You can't get no control over anything anymore. That's why I stay so much to myself. Okay, but it says... um, America has sacrificed millions of its unborn children for war. Yeah, as much as it's called evil good and good evil. You know, and America celebrates sexual immorality. And America celebrates and glorifies and tries to push that. Or everything they do, they try to push it on everybody, even their stupid little democracy system. So pretty much it's following after the God Baal, you know, um, or by the spirit of Baal, which is, again, it, these are just people, different people that manifested in different signs. I feel like I just was the, the, um, the spirit of it. But they feel and they know that. When he comes back, when Nimrod comes back, Baal, Neptune, Jupiter, Cupid, call him what you want. Say Valentine, Dagon. He got too many names. Tammuz, Osiris. Come on, somebody. You know, and he's, all, he's an incestuous person anyway because he slept with his mother and, 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 had, a, and had a son. Like, the whole thing that they do is to mimic the, the um, thing. And he's about sun worship and he's about moon worship as well. Now, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I wanted to discuss in this, um, either in this segment or this episode, I did the fearless girl. Okay. Oh yeah, I want to talk about um Babylon again. So I found this uh article that I'll read from. It says um Antichrist name is Apollo, Zeus, Satan. It's too many names that he has. Okay. Apollo is mentioned. Apollyon is mentioned in the Bible, and there's also Abaddon in the Greek. It's too many names. They all symbolize the Antichrist or the one that is um God's. I don't want to say biggest nemesis, but the one that rebelled the most and just so you know and, and will lead the spirit away. As a matter of fact, it says um in the Bible that Babylon. Before I read into this, 
that Babylon is uh, the great harlot. I mean, that just the whole world, not even that one nation is it's just a Babylon, the great mother of harlots. Mm-mm-mm. I got to find that scripture because I want you to connect just to how bad Babylon is, and how it was in Genesis all the way up to Revelation that's to be in the end and the um, destruction. Yeah, my, the, the great harlot. The, the, it says, um, Babylon, the Bible's truth about Babylon the great, the mother of harlots, the one that pretty much, um, leads the whole world astray through this dark, uh, it says the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. That's what they call it. The mother of harlots and the abomination. Babylon is the great mother of harlots and the abominations on the earth. Damn. If you see abomination, you see stuff getting crazy like it's getting up in America. That is here. You can't deny that and just say everybody just got up with my. I don't know everybody in the world to decide it. And guess what? Those are people who they really don't want to feel right, that they don't feel right. It's like me and my spirit. There's a lot of stuff in this world I can't get with. A lot of people, the way they're moving, a lot of old friends, thank God he took them out of my life. I grew them and stuff. But even if I try to make new friends, there's a lot of things we just don't have in common. It's not just, okay, because I want to do Bible and talk and stuff. It's just the way they think, their mindsets, um, their morals, especially as women. You know, it's like women is just don't really care about getting married anymore. Women are more concerned about being more like men. It's not moral out here. Women were talking about some fake sisterhood that don't exist, but they're immorally sleeping with even their friends or their sisters or their mothers. Yeah, because there's girls that sleep with, or, or guys that sleep with their girlfriend's um, stepdaughters. I mean, the stepdaughter could be of age. Don't get it wrong. I'm not saying like there's a child, but they also have people that do that stuff too. This world is too wicked. Drugs is on the rise. Kids are all kids from young ages is on is experimented with the hardest drugs at such a young age. They shouldn't be experimenting with them at all at any age. But you know, this is if you can't see that bail is here. If you can't see that this Babylon, I don't know what to tell you. So I want to talk about uh this Babylon really quick. So all right now, Mystery Babylon, the great mystery or Babylon the Great, or the Mother of Harlots, okay, is the first church-state world government established by Nimrod about 100 years after the flood. During the reign of Nimrod, sun god worship was begun as a state religion to solidify the conquest and, the, and to counterfeit the Bible's religion as set out by Yahweh. The Tower of Babel was built by Nimrod for the purposes of worshiping Satan and angels, the watchers, the fallen angels, okay, not the good ones, through the sun, the moon, and stars with Nimrod as head on earth, the only world ruler at the time, the one that only world ruler that ever has been. When Shem killed Nimrod for atrocities, which I, I, I don't know, I read in Jasher that it was Esau, but I'm reading this article, so I'm just reading what it says. Like child sacrifice and chop Nimrod into pieces, Semiramis, um, wife and mother of Nimrod and ruling queen, gathered the pieces and sent them to Babylonian tribes who burnt them and built shrines on them. One piece of Nimrod she couldn't find was his phallus, so she had tall pillars built to represent the phallus and rays of sun called obelisks. So this is why in D.C. you see a whole bunch of phallus kind of needle-like things. All them needle-type structures that have no purpose at all is really in honor of um, Osiris's missing uh, manhood. So to retain power and enhance her status as goddess, Semiramis claimed that Nimrod defeated death elevated himself 
above all gods, became the sun god, okay, shined on her and impregnated her and was resurrected as her son Tammuz, which is why you get Tammuz. Now, Tammuz is mentioned in the Bible. Where is the Bible? I just had it here. Tammuz. Let's see where I'm going to find Tammuz. I got that in my note. Yeah, all of this, that's what I'm trying to tell you. This all goes back to biblical. So that's why I bring the Bible out every time, even though I do lose my notes. There's always so much on my desk, and I am not that organized, but I will get better. Tom, Tom, Tom. I believe it's Ezekiel. Uh-oh. I might have to. Okay, it seems like I have misplaced the scripture, which is, I don't know, there it is, Tammuz, Ezekiel 8 and 4. So yeah, like I was saying, I'm going to read this uh, scripture now, 8 and 4 says, or 8 and 14, 8 and 14, 8 and 14 says, then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north, and behold, there was women weeping for Tammuz. So even in the, even in, this is in the Old Testament, this is in the book of Ezekiel, there's people out here weeping for Tammuz. You understand what I'm saying? Or what was worshiping the Sabbath? That's just proof that Baal was just all over there. So this is this it's like the same script, different cast. And I mean like same script, different cast is like the generation, but some of the cast is still the same. Like the same spirit that's running through here. God is still the same. And 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 foremost and, and so on. So um Tammuz was both God the Father and God the Son. She became known as the Queen of Heaven as Moon Goddess, most dominant celestial body after the sun. This is all the making all this stuff, just turning themselves into into deities. They're not real gods at all. Nimrod, or they was possessed by demons because they were pagan, uh, and so they no telling what fallen angel might have possessed them and just took over. Nimrod was a sun god, and Tammuz called the star was called a star. Saturn was supposed to say was those the supposed savior as promised by the bible so see this is this is what i'm saying like you see this this when they start talking about some of that osiris and jesus stuff which i'm going to do a whole episode on osiris and jesus but i just want to say for those who might still be holding on to that argument you have to remember that um i said all the time the children of israel and hebrew israelites from abraham down to um isaac died to joseph when he was sold into slavery went back and i think even isaac went in yeah a few of them went back in we was with egypt there a few times as a matter of fact um from egypt that's how um Abraham got Hagar, the Egyptian handmaid. It was a gift. He he said, "All right, I'm gonna give you one of my handmaids." That's how he got Hagar from from Hagar, the Egyptian. That's how he created Ishmael. So you can't say that. And, and I'm telling you, by that time, Abraham was called um friend to him. And by that time, he's of the, the lineage of Enoch. And no, they told him what's gonna happen. Then it was prophesied from Genesis, "Hello, somebody," that there was going to be a I'm not gonna say a virgin birth, but that one would come through the woman and it was gonna squash um the the serpent's seed. So to sit there and just be like, well. Oh, um, because Jesus was born after his story was prophesied since the beginning. They saw this happening. Jesus and them already knew this was going to happen from the time Adam fell. So to sit there and say that just because he was born later on, then, then a little later on, then the Egyptian dynasty is just because the story was absolute crap. You understand what I'm saying? You got you to gotta know your stuff. You got to know your history. Yeah, anybody could sway anybody with their argument, though, because if you look at a timeline, but you got to know your history, know your stuff, to know just how far back Egypt goes. Does Egypt and Israel or Hebrew Israelites have a relationship? Al, the, the Egyptian dynasty came from um, the, the descendants of Ham through Mizraim. 
Mizraim ended up being um that's what he that's Egypt. Egypt is called Mizraim. Look up Mizraim, M I Z A R I A I M, I guess I want to say, and Egypt. You're gonna see that all Mizraim is is means Egypt. Egypt is just turned into saying Mizraim. They're interchangeable. It's named after one person who is a descendant of Noah. So you ain't gonna tell me that if one person, if Noah's son founded Egypt. And the Hebrew is the Hebrews was there, right? To be the Hebrew Israelites, but it was Noah's son after the flood that founded Egypt. How the hell was you there before? And you mean to tell me that no one may know that it was gonna be a prophecy of how things was gonna get back to be? The whole point of them is to help people stay on track so they can hurry and make it to the end time so they can get back to salvation. How the heck wouldn't they know that there's gonna be a Messiah or a Savior coming? That's what I'm trying to sell somebody. The Egyptians just copied the story, and in and, and Osiris did, because all he did was tell himself into a god to be worshipped. That's all he wants every time he comes around, whether he Baal, whether he Tammuz, whether he's Zyra, whether he's Zeus, worship me as a god. This is rebellion. That's why I said the spirit of Nimrod is here, and Nimrod means rebellion in Hebrew. It translates to the word Marad, and Marad means rebellion, or to be extremely um, um, haughty, or just like the, just an abomination damn near before the Lord. And so that's what you have there. So I guess I just wanted to, you know... They said after their deaths, the priests renamed Nimrod. They said after their deaths, the priests renamed Nimrod and Samaris as Marduk and Astarte. That's how he's also Marduk. Okay, this religion was adopted by men. They just keep changing them. It's, you know, this just keeps has like so family that just keep moving and changing their name. You know, and so that's it. Let me finish with this other article, and then I think I, that's all I have for today, for now, not for today. I wanted to finish up with the um. The article, um, but by, 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 by Jonathan Khan, but I think it's finished. It says, as much as America has driven God out of its life and waged war against the uh, God with its ways, as much as America has sacrificed millions of its unborn children, as much as it has called evil good and good evil, as much as it has celebrated sexual immorality, and as much as it has persecuted the righteous, it is following after the God Baal, animated by the spirit of Baal. And that's it. So I'll see you guys a little later. Um, happy Sunday. I hope you have a blessed Sunday ahead. Hope this was a little bit informational to kind of help maybe tie in some of the stuff that I said in the previous episode. And I'll be back later. God bless.